Today belonged to the defense as day two of training camp gets started. I'll tell you how the offense helped them too with a few too many drops. We'll do all of that just here in one second on Locked On Jaguars. You are Locked On Jaguars, your daily Jacksonville Jaguars podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, y'all, I'm Tony Wiggins. Thank you once again for joining me here on the Locked On Jaguars podcast, where it's your team every day, and we thank you for making us your first listen. A quick reminder that we are also free on our YouTube page to subscribe to. Make sure you subscribe, hit that like button, and hit the bell so you get notifications whenever we drop an episode, which is every day because it's your team every day. Also, if you listen to podcasts, audio podcasts, wherever you listen to them at, make sure you tap in every single day to ensure that you do not miss an episode. I want to give a special shout out to the everydayers. I've been running into a bunch of them every single uh, place I go. Shout out to my man, Oliver, over at CarMax. I appreciate you uh, helping me out and telling me you listen to the show. And if you want to be an everydayer, pop in every single day and uh, make contact with me here in the comments or on social media at Shop Talking Wig. Um, and if you're not an everyday, hello, how are you doing? What are you waiting for? No, but we're glad to have you all here. We're going to talk about training camp day two. A lot of stuff to go over. Let me give you a quick outline. Training camp day two belong to the defense. We're going to discuss that. Uh, and that's good because all we talk about here usually is offense and we played the hits with Trevor and of course, Calvin Ridley, and they deserve it because they have, uh, been living up to that billing so far. But we're going to talk about the defense because there's a lot of questions about what type of defense they'll have this year. We'll discuss that. There's a case of the drops today that made this the day for defense. Uh, some starters, Calvin Ridley um, dropped a, a pass in drills. Uh, Evan Ingram made a spectacular one-handed catch and then proceeded to drop two passes that were very easily thrown to him. Uh, Austin, the young wide receiver who's trying to uh, stick. He's one of those kids that are, he's a big kid. He's he's a little bit bigger. Kevin Austin Jr., 6'2", 200. Um, he's a big guy. He's been around this, the program for a year now, and they're looking to see what he's going to do. He had a drop, but at least they're targeting him. But I'll tell you in segment three why it's way too early to be worried about that or be concerned. And we'll go back and touch on the fact that I told you training camp is where people are working things out, right? So you say, well, why they got to worry about why they got to work out catching the ball, Wig? They've been catching the ball their whole life. Well, sometimes those things happen and you just have to get the consistency down. So let's not bury the lead. Today was a day for defense. I noticed some people were ripping and running. The whole unit was getting after it. Um, when they went live, what, what you saw was a lot of guys sticking to uh, their receivers. The windows that Trevor had to throw the ball into were a lot smaller. And they were so active, I think sometimes that had something to do with those guys not being able to hold on to the ball. Trevor was a little bit – he was Trevor-like. And what I mean by that is I was telling K-90 Stevens early in practice, I said, I think Calvin Ridley is going to be able to run so fast and create so much space that he'll help Trevor overcome. What You know, it's not problematic, but, you know, everybody has sort of their DNA in the way that they go about things. And sometimes the one – thing that you can point out with Trevor is his arm is very, very lively. 
sometimes a little too lively early in games, and it prevents them from getting off to a quick start. And sometimes it's led to some three and outs. But I've tried to remember the fact that, well, he didn't have a lot of either elite speed guys and the speed guys that he did have, like Christian Kirk and Jamal Agnew, they're small. So if you get somebody who's a little bit bigger, a little bit faster, better player, a taller guy, maybe that'll stop that a little bit. And the second I said that, that live arm and that live ball was being overthrown again and again and again. So not a great day. I think the windows that the defense did not allow had a little bit to do with it. And this was a case of iron sharpening iron where Trevor has a lot of people and a lot of people running real fast and they're not making things easy. So we'll make sure we hit that when we talk about why it's way too early to be worried. Um, the defense. Depth, speed, you can't really tell a lot of other stuff right now because they're not hitting yet. Nobody's being really, really physical. Depth, speed, a lot of guys are getting on the field early so coach can really the coaches can evaluate them and see what they're really doing. There's a togetherness with this team that you, you see it a lot in training camp when it's us versus them, like defense versus offense, and you really see guys – who are competing with each other for jobs. You know, the, the first, like, you know, the numbers, you know, quarterbacks, the first two guys, you know, they're going to make the team barring injury. The first three running backs are usually solidified. And then there's usually a battle for number four and who can play special teams sometimes determines that wide receivers, you know, you know who the first three guys are easily. Right. I think we know who the first five guys are. Now you got to figure out they're going to keep five or six with the tight end. It's a minimum of three, maybe even four. Offensive line, the number I always start with is 10. They usually work it back a little bit to like nine. Um, on defensive line, the Jaguars don't run just once one front one way. They have a lot of versatile guys, so I think my number is going to be eight or nine there, and that doesn't necessarily include the linebackers. I think those off-ball linebackers where they play the Mike and the Will without the Sam linebacker, I think you're probably looking at four with pass rushers or edge rushers, guys that can stand up and put down, you're looking at four. I would say five, but I'm including one of those D linemen because I think the the guy that kind of go back and forth with that a little bit is Dewan Smoot. Um, safeties, you're looking at four guys. Corner, you're looking at four. And then you're looking at another one or two guys that have the versatility to where they can go back and forth or play uh, it's a little safety, a little slot, versatility there for those last two spots. So that being said, with that being said, oh, and by the way, one punter, one kicker, one long snapper. So with that being said, the thing is that the thing is, the thing is, is I, um, I really, really do believe that the numbers are what they are. When you get beyond those numbers at those positions, you're going to have guys chomping on the heels trying to take those spots. That's where I notice those players are a lot better than they have been in the past. Like in the past, they almost didn't have enough guys. We're talking about for a good team. They almost didn't have enough guys on defense. You you didn't know, you know, who the, the, the four guys were. I think I kind of know now, but I'm still leaving it open and leaving it room, leaving room for somebody to surprise us and take away spots. Now, my buddy Lot that works with 
uh, up in the social media and with the cameras and all of that. He, he thinks, and he didn't have any inside information on it, but he agrees with me. He thinks that there are going to be some spots. Some guys are going to come and try to get those spots. Somebody's going to come and try to get and take those spots. And we have to figure out who those guys are. We have to figure out who those guys are that are going to take those spots. So now let's look ahead. We're going to uh, talk about a case of the drops today. And then I'll tell you uh, before that, some of the guys, in my opinion, that really, really stood out with their activity. We're going to tell you who exactly stood out on offense, who had the drops. And then in segment three, I'll tell you why. It's nothing to worry about. I'll do all that in just a second here on Locked on Jaguars. Our sponsors at eBay Motors have teamed up with Locked on Fantasy Football host Vinny Iyer to bring you some of the best fantasy picks each week, all season long. Whether you're prepping for a draft or scouting the waiver wire every week, we're going to provide you with players that are guaranteed to fit your roster. So with draft prep underway for the upcoming season, let's see who Vinny has picked out for this week's eBay's Guaranteed Fit Fantasy Picks of the Week. How about my man Justin Fields? I say my man, I'm not talking about him being better than Trevor Lawrence. I'm saying my man because I had him in one of my leagues last year, and he is one of the top fantasy football players because of his ability to run and get in the end zone while doing so. All right? So Justin Fields can deliver improved stats in the air with B.J. Moore now leading Chicago's wide receivers. Vinny Iyer from Locked On Fantasy Football is going to help you win your fantasy football championship. And eBay Motors knows the championship team is about each player being a perfect fit. Same with your vehicle. With eBay Motors guaranteed fit and over 122 million parts and accessories for your vehicle right at your fingertips, you can make sure your ride stays running smoothly. Air filters, brakes, batteries, taillights, alternators, shocks, struts, you name it, eBay Motors has it. And they'll make sure it's the right fit for your car because eBay guaranteed fit helps you understand exactly what part you need for your vehicle the first time. So go forth, switch gears, crank the AC and say goodbye to sweating in your ride. If your ride needs a little fixing up, because now you'll know always be prepared for success from the get go with eBay guaranteed fit. Everything your vehicle is calling for is just a click away for the parts and accessories that fit your vehicle. Just look for the green check. Get the right parts, the right fit, and the right prices at ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. eBay Motors guaranteed fit. Available to U.S. customers only and eligible items only. Exclusions definitely apply. All right, segment two. We're running it down here on segment two. We're talking about today's day two training camp. Um, I was just... Uh, letting you guys know that the defense won the day, right? We're going to get to the case of the drops. But first, some guys that I thought moved around and played well. You know, I'm a big Andre. I'm an Andre Cisco stand, right? He just, he, just, he just creates situations where the windows are so small. The windows are absolutely so small. And he may be the, the dude that, while I think he'll make more uh, splash plays this year, even if he doesn't, He'll do things that it takes a football mind or it takes a little bit of a deeper understanding of the game to understand that just because he's quiet doesn't mean he's not effective, right? Um, 
he just flies around the ball. He plays with so much speed and, and so much intentional. He's just intentional with everything that he does, every step. Nothing is just like him just doing whatever and going through the motions. It's always, in my opinion, every single thing that he does is, is intentional. And, and it has and it has a reason why he's doing it. So um, I thought Jordan Smith flashed a little bit. Of course, uh, Trayvon Walker, Josh Allen. Josh looks a little bigger to me this year. Maybe it's because he's wearing those little shorts. And I ain't trying to say he's wearing Daisy Dukes or nothing. I'm just saying normally Josh wears these long shorts and, you know, basketball type. So he's wearing some little shorts. So maybe it just looks bigger because you see more of his legs. But he looks a little bit bigger. The defensive line is extremely active. I'll tell you who, who's running around now a lot is uh, Devin Lloyd. Devin Lloyd's running around, and uh, he's looking good out there, looking real confident like he knows what he's supposed to be doing. And Tyson Campbell made a play today where he, he came off of his man. He ducked inside, and he almost got a pick. So um, good, for, good for the defense to really, really make the offense work really hard for what they um, – everything that they tried to do today. So what did they try to do without being too specific on plays that they run? We don't want to lose our credential because we're giving away too much information, but we we do want to tell you some of it was in seven on seven. I never understand guys dropping balls when there's nobody there, but the air, but it happened today. One sequence where Evan Ingram had the crowd going crazy. He caught a one handed pass where he, stretched everything i'm talking about it looked like his hips were an erector set the way he snatched down everybody ooh. like 30 minutes later the ball hit him right in the hands and he dropped it and it was like oh so you're going to get ooh and ah, uh, especially with evan ingram you know he he had a little bit of the drops last year but then when the game came he didn't drop passes so i think he's you know probably still just working some things out um who else Oh, I mentioned Austin. Austin dropped one when they were in 11 on 11, a little design pass where they kind of roll things out and hit the take the little – it's not really a check down. I think it's designed to actually get the ball in the, in the receiver's hand when there's a lot of other stuff going on and everybody kind of peels out and now you get it to him. It's one of those plays that looks like it's designed to get you seven or eight yards. And, when, 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 and if you watched Jacksonville last year, it's the type of play that Doug Peterson often called on first down to get them in second and, second and four, second and three. So it's that type of a play. Um, Zay Jones made a fantastic diving catch, but it was ruled out of bounds. And he playfully took the ball and threw it at Rayshon Jenkins, like, shut up, you know. So the crowd kind of laughed at that. And camp has really, really been – you see the work, you see the atmosphere, you see the players. I was talking to Chad Johnson, not Ocho Cinco, Chad Johnson that works. Uh, I think he's the director of, of, of tickets and, and, and whatever his, his, his uh, title is, but it's up there, right? He's one of the guys that's been around for a long time. Shout out to Chad, too. Chad, I told Chad he looked like he lost weight, and Chad told me I looked like I had to. So nothing like trying to give a guy a compliment, and he gives you one right back. So, um but but he's done a really really good job, and, and I think these days you have to look at guys that you know. And I mentioned this; I'm, this is getting off the subject a little bit. But I told him, I said, your job is probably a lot better. See, there's a lot of people in that building that, and I'm gonna shout them out that were here during the really hard times in the lean years that worked and worked and worked and worked, and now this thing is almost selling itself. And you look at them and you go, God, I know you got. Oh, I know you you glad you I'm glad to see the same people that were here during the struggle 
got through it and now they're here to enjoy the good parts. But let's get back to let's get back to football. Um case of the drops. I thought I saw a running back or two drop a ball. It wasn't like the ball was falling all over the place. It was just on the Ridley dropped one on like a crossing route. dragging across the field, hit it right in his hand. If he if he catches it, he runs for 20 yards. Boom. Out of his hand. But then he caught everything else that was thrown to him, uh, at least the ones that were catchable, because like I said, sometimes Trevor was being Trevor. Trevor did what Trevor does sometimes. And that means he, you know, he their arm is live, man. That arm is live. We saw it in some games last year. But then, well, I'll save that for too early to worry because nothing teaches you what to expect than the past, right? So you can sit here and, and we can, you know, go over the fact that, oh, man, it looked like he looked like he's struggling a little bit. Nah, 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 nah. It's nothing like that. It's nothing like that. Um, Brandon McManus, the new kicker, 60 and 65 yards, no sweat. Nothing. It's one thing, like if a kicker is accurate, and you know, it was, it was hard seeing that kid get cut that, that they had last year because he kicked the game winning kick against the Chargers. And I told people in the press box, I have told people that sat in my barber chair, I have told they were losing. He had to make that kick not to send them into overtime. He had to make that kick to win the game. I mean, like if he misses it, they don't go in overtime, they lose to the Chargers. And I was like, bro, please make that kick. Whatever you do, please make that kick. You know, he almost missed that, that field goal in the playoff game. And this is what I'm talking about when I mean teams aren't going to just let things slide. As happy as they were. I guarantee you somebody said he almost missed it. We got to upgrade. And maybe they weren't thinking about it, but then a guy like Brandon McManus gets cut from Denver. By the way, shout out to Sean Payton for the sound bites. I don't know why he said what he said, but go research and look at it, see what he said about the coach staff in Denver last year. And I know that's off the subject, but I don't care. That's funny and and slightly unethical, but it is what it is. But getting back to it, I'm glad he decided to cut Brandon McManus because Brandon McManus hit the market and the Jaguars pounced on him right away. It's like, yeah, let's go get him. And it is easy to see why. That ball flies off of his foot. We got us a real live kicker here now. Not a guy that just makes them all the time, but it kind of looks like, you know, kind of looks like a dude that tried out, like he was a soccer player and then the football team needed a kicker and they brought him in. That's what the other guy like. This dude looks like a certified kicker. He has a howitzer in his foot. Boom, ball comes out. It's real high. And, and it wasn't just because he was playing in altitude in Denver because – he, he made some long kicks on the road, too. He kicked the same way on the road. And I asked the special teams coach about that earlier this year. He says, no, he kicked on the road the same way he kicked at home. In fact, he might have been even better on the road from distance. So that's another weapon for a team that moves the ball. Like if you stall out and you're on the 37, they're going to go for a field goal. There were too many times last year where the Jaguars just didn't have the confidence to do that. If they cross midfield, they're already thinking field goal at least at the very with this guy that they have now. 37 yard field goal, you add 10 to 37, that's 47, and then seven for placement, that's 54. They are trying those field goals this year. I mean, unless it's fourth and two, they might try to go for it. But in any event, they're always going to have a chance to put points on the board. 
That's dangerous. Think about Justin Tucker and all of these people that kick these field goals all the time that are so accurate. And I think the Jaguars are going to be in that same position. And believe it or not, that makes the difference between winning and losing a lot of games. I'm going to tell you why it's too early to worry. It is absolutely too early to worry. I'll tell you uh, why it's good that they had a little bit of an off day on offense. I'll tell you why in just a second here a lot on Jaguars. All right, rolling along here in segment three. Too early to worry. Why? Okay, well, if you listen to the first two segments, it sounded like you would have things to be concerned about. Training camp day two belonged to the defense, and then we had a case of the drops on offense, and Trevor was a little bit erratic with some of his throws. I'm going to tell you why it's too early to worry. One, if you had a great day by the defense, just look at this. Is not that the offense kind of screwed up. It's just look at it like the defense just played better today. Why is it too early to worry? Because the offense will have a chance to redeem themselves and they'll think about it all night and want to have a good showing tomorrow. And the defense is going to say they're going to try to resist that. So that's where you start to get. If you've ever lifted weights, you max out the day at 200. That means tomorrow or maybe the next day you can try 220. I don't know if that you can tell I lift weights. I don't know if you make that big a jump. Maybe you go to 210. I don't know what you do, but you know what I'm saying. That's how you build on it. You build on it by uh, those guys testing and trying each other and having a lot of competition every single day. Another reason not to worry. Oh, I warned y'all about this. I told you that uh, the analogy that I always use is Chris Brown, Michael Jackson. You go to the concert, you see this hell of a routine. Well, you didn't watch them practice because I guarantee you they screwed it up every time. Every single time. Not maybe them, but their background. By the time you see it, it they've perfected it. You don't really want to see the the rehearsals and, and try to make it seem like the rehearsal part of it is uh, the most, you know, that that's what the end result is going to be. So don't don't get too worried. I warned y'all about that. The other thing is, is I was concerned about the defense a little bit yesterday from the standpoint of where fans are really going to be tripping and start saying the defense still sucks because the offense was basically getting everything that they wanted. This is going to go, this is going to flip-flop, this is going to happen, okay? And at some point, even the players will be chomping at the bit to line up and play against somebody else because they're going to be sick of looking at each other all day, right, and seeing the same stuff. Another person, shout-out to Shaq Griffin. Shaq Griffin, um, Shaq Griffin, Shaq Quarterman. Shaq Quarterman looked really, really good in practice. Look really, really good. And I, I think I mentioned Jordan Smith too. This guy's running around, man, and everybody is trying to make sure that they are not forgotten. So that's also a good thing. But it's too early to worry because we, we spoke yesterday. It if both units look terrible, then you know you might want to say what's going on. And even then you can blame it on the other unit. Sometimes one unit is gonna outplay the other. Next day the other unit might outplay. Now, if it becomes a trend then we'll have some problems. Or if like the defense outplays them like the rest of training camp, you're like, man, we got some, we got some problems, dude. What is what's going on? Right. And maybe it's just your defense is just super, super good. You never know. One closing thought I would give you for something for you to ponder is how freaking fast this team is from top to bottom. And I'm not just talking about the wide receiver position. I'm talking about a running back, 
I'm talking about a defensive back, even the linebackers. I, I've spoken about guys being smaller. Uh, Adam Gostas, Gostas, he seems like he's smaller and slimmer. And I'm telling you, man, this team is this team is really, really, really different from every single thing you have ever seen in the past. It's different or in recent memory. How does it, how does it look? Um, how does it look compared to 2017? That's a real good question. Now, nobody's asked this, but yeah, I'm, I'm going to just basically ponder that here. And, and, and because you guys saw what that looked like. They're different. That was the 2017 team was bigger, lengthier in terms of Calais Campbell and Marcel Darius and Malik. Like Malik was 6'5, Calais was 6'7, 6'8. Darius was 6'3, but he was like 335. Uh, Miles Jack and Telvin were fast. Jalen was lengthy at corner. Uh, very physical on the other side was A.J. Bouillier. Barry Church was a big safety. Tayshawn Gibson was a normal size safety, but he kind of flew around and had that navigation system. So defensively, those guys were – these guys look a lot like them, but it's just more of these guys that look a lot like them. Like When you got to the backups with that particular team, they never really – you could you could definitely tell the, there was a – line of demarcation between the starters and, and who the backups were. That's blurred a little bit now because the, the, the backups look just like the starters. Chad Moon was 6'3", just like Devoid is 6'3". The safeties, the corners, the, the linemen, the offensive linemen, they, they got like 10, 12 dudes that look like they can play now. As of before, they have six that could play, and, and one of those was Andrew Norwell, and, you know, I always felt about Andrew Norwell, and then they had other guys that were, you know, some of them were short, some of them were big and fat, some we had a couple of tall dudes. This is, they have a consistent look about them, where you put them all together, you look like the same guy. If you took the names and numbers, and, and of course the complexion, but I ain't talking about that, but they all look like the same guy. The wide receiver room is extremely interesting because they have a little bit of everything. And shout out to Parker Washington because somebody said Parker Washington was going to crack the top three and I told them they were crazy. And I still think that's crazy. But I think he's somebody they're definitely going to look at for their – Parker Washington will be a Jacksonville Jaguar and make an impact at some point, at some point as early as next season. Parker Washington is good enough that this team won't draft a wide receiver next year. I don't think so. As long as they re-sign Calvin Ridley, unless something just falls to them out of the sky, I think I've seen enough from Parker Washington right now that they don't need to draft a wide receiver. Keep those three that they have, get Parker Washington. And you know what? That other young kid that, that they gave a shot last year, um, Tim Jones. Tim Jones looks good. So they're doing a good job with Tim Jones and, and Austin. They, they have guys – Kevin Austin, they have guys that they are using in development and that they're hoping that they develop because it gives them some options. 
if I had to guess that they kept six wide receivers, those would be the guys. The, the first three and the three that I just mentioned, those would be the guys that absolutely make this team. All right, here's what we're going to do, man. We are going to give you more comprehensive coverage of the Jaguars as they're in training camp, five days a week, all week. If something does happen, I'll give you a bonus episode on the weekend, but I will let you know via social media that it's coming. But until then, man, y'all do what I always say. Make sure you take care of each other. Watch Locked on NFL every single day. Wherever you get your podcast, please subscribe and like and hit the bell also so you receive notifications for Locked on Jaguars five days a week. Every, every day because it's your team every day here on Locked on Jaguars. Until tomorrow, you guys take care. Happy camping to you. Enjoy training camp the next couple of days. It's going to be a lot of fun.